I want to talk today about being a TCK and parenting. But I want to expand that a little bit to be somewhat more inclusive and talk about being a TCK and watching children grow up. Because I think there's a lot of what I'm going to talk about that applies to being an aunt or an uncle, um, to being, um, well, over here in the UK we'd call godparents, um, involved in the lives of our friends' children, caring about them and just observing their growth and development. One of the things that happens here in the UK if you become pregnant is that you are invited to attend NCT, National Child Care Trust, something like that. Um, Basically, um, it's an opportunity to join with other people who are preparing for parenthood. And you'll walk through a series of topics to discuss, um, things to learn about. And basically, you're trying to unpack as much as possible so that you can approach this really consciously. Me being me, I didn't attend any of these. I watched the DVD compilation of meetings because I was terribly busy. Um, And honestly, I think being in a group of, yeah, I'm going to say it, non-TCK parents um, unnerved me. It was a whole new identity that I was exploring. And I think I probably had some sense that doing this as a TCK was going to be a little bit different. No excuse, of course. I think I'd have learned an awful lot by actually attending. But I like to learn in a safe, controlled environment where I can be minimally challenged, which is something I have worked on over the years. But something that really struck me in what I was observing on this DVD compilation was that The questions asked very often asked you to consider your own experiences of being parented as you were preparing to parent your own children. And of course, the context in which I was parented was different to a lot of my non-TCK peers. I was parented across different cultures in a sort of hybrid parenting style, I suppose, adopting a combination of UK-based beliefs around um, health and um, appropriate discipline and boundaries and education, but combined with an awful lot of what worked and what was practiced by parents in the West African culture that my parents were working in, which involved a lot of baby wearing, which involved full-term breastfeeding, which involved a certain amount of wild childness and freedom and falling out of trees I would not have been allowed to climb here in the UK. A real combination 
And those, of course, if we sit and we think about them, filter down into our own expectations of our own parent-child experiences. They form a blueprint. Either one that we entirely reject because we hated how we were parented, or one that we try and emulate because it felt and it narrates in our head as absolutely the best course of action. And very often, it's something in between. But I offer this podcast episode as an opportunity for any parents who are listening or any TCKs who are involved in the lives of children who feel like there might be some benefit to taking some time and considering the impact of their own experiences as TCK children on how they are now relating to the children in their lives. If we were raised in cultures where children were very much seen and not heard, we can find ourselves responding quite surprisingly and strongly to very loud um, children who are who, who feel completely conf- confident in interrupting um, the activities of adults around them, in demanding a bit of attention. We can find ourselves having quite a strong reaction because of these blueprints in our minds about how children should behave. Or perhaps we were raised in a culture where children were very, very included in almost every element of adult life. And so maybe now we're living in a culture where children are partitioned off a little bit. They have their areas or they have their children's table at the dining, at mealtimes. And and we can find that very grating and very odd. Um, but we may well feel at odds almost with the the adult culture around us because we're working from a different blueprint of expectations of children's behaviour. And on top of this, watching children grow up and develop, it can really push pressure points for us around our own ages in our own stories. It's not uncommon in its more extreme presentations for if a parent has had a particularly difficult or traumatic event in their life at a certain age, when their own child or a child in their life reaches that age, it can bring up a lot of uncomfortable feelings, perhaps fear and insecurity. talking with people about um, their experiences and reading about people's experiences with their own children. Um, One example that I have encountered is, for example, somebody's age of attending boarding school. And for them, it was a really difficult time. There was a lot of homesickness, um, a lot of loss. And finding that when their own child reached that age, it became quite a frightening time for them. They found themselves either, and I think it can go both ways, we can cling to our children because we don't, we're projecting that, that future loss 
onto them. Or we can find ourselves distancing from our children because we are projecting that loss equally and so protecting ourselves emotionally by almost behaving as though they've already gone. And that can be really confusing to ourselves because we're not quite sure why we're reacting in this way, but also to our kids, the kids in our lives. It's really worth just sketching out a little timetable, um, a timeline rather, of our own stories and noticing those points of significant event um, and just holding them, almost bringing them to the front of our minds, either to get support if there's unprocessed stuff there or to just hold consciously that when our children reach these ages, they will have different stories that they're on, different trajectories. And the more we can sit in our own story, the more we we equip ourselves not to project that into our children's. But equally offering ourselves compassion for where that projection is almost inevitable. We do relive our own childhoods as our children age. And I'm not sure an attempt to avoid this is entirely the end goal, but compassionate awareness of this. We can relive griefs, losses. We can watch our children have relationships with their cousins or their grandparents that perhaps we never did because we were abroad. And that can bring up stuff too. I'm talking about this from quite an individual perspective, but of course, for many of us, people are parenting or caring for children with a partner or within a family supportive context. And our multiple cultural experiences play in here too, of course, in terms of our expectations of the different roles that we play in co-parenting. Do we operate off a blueprint of women at home, men at work? Do we operate off a blueprint of who does the discipline? Do we have a sense or a bias towards whose job is this part? Who's supposed to be good at planning the birthday parties? Who's supposed to be good at this or that? And bringing these up consciously as well can be really, really useful, whether we ourselves are directly parenting or whether we're just reacting all over the place to our friends' parenting of their children. How much do we grow up with a sense of um, community parenting and how much of it is a really individual experience? And of course, some of us parent alone for many, many years. And in many senses now, I parent alone. And working through my own experiences of that, bearing in mind all the cultural context that I have lived in about what that means has been interesting. When we're parenting alone, we we make a lot of the decisions ourselves, right? And 
that can bring a huge amount of freedom as well as a huge amount of pressure. And co-parenting equally, you've got support potentially. If there's good communication, otherwise there can equally be a lot of conflict. And when you're parenting your children, when you are a TCK, it's worth considering if your partner is a TCK or not. Because this is going to be a cross-cultural relationship. Frankly, if they are or if they aren't. Because TCKs, we are not one thing. We share a lot of culture with each other. But in terms of our experiences of parenting, they could be poles apart. Our experiences of different cultures could be poles apart and we need to have those conscious conversations, I think, so that we can really honour our stories as we raise children. And even if we are involved in children's lives rather than directly responsible for them, we can find ways to honour our own childhoods with them. There are so many different elements of our own experiences, whether that's recipes or practices like baby wearing or certain toys or certain tree climbing penknife experiences. Digging into our own story and really re-engaging with it as we witness children moving through similar stages is such an opportunity for integrative connection where we can dig in and offer up our story into another's. I think that's amazing and such a gift to be able to do, but it starts with us connecting with our own childhoods. So perhaps oddly, but for a conversation around parenting as TCKs, I think, again, it comes back to our own story first. What are our experiences that we're bringing into this new stage of life? What are our experiences that, that keep showing up whenever we hang out with family and friends with children? What can we draw from? There is such a deep well in you of experience, some hard, some glorious and an awful lot of both. Getting comfortable with our stories means that we have such a deep well to draw from in offering richness to the young people around us. Over the next couple of months, I'm going to keep coming back to different aspects of this. And if there's an aspect of parenting as TCKs or um, being part of children's lives as TCKs that you want to hear more of, do get in touch. Um, I'll do a podcast just for you. Um, so, yeah, think on this. Soak it up. See what comes up for you. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Bye.